0: Welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children, with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time.
1: I, no one could have ever prepared me, or I should say uh, us, my husband and I. for this distance learning and the side effects of the distance learning, <laughs> within the first week, my kindergartner at the time, I knew it was going to be a long, 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 long time, or rather, long period. When within the first week, he turned the shower curtain rod uh-huh. into monkey bars. Oh boy. <laughs> You can only imagine. Oh my God! And the next thing you know, we're all downstairs. The next thing we know, we hear a complete crash. Uh And he just—I don't know what went through his mind. And he goes swinging on the—he used the rod, the shower rod—and goes swinging on it, and the whole whole thing thing just tumbling down, (laughs) tumbling down. And I was like. It's gonna be a long, <laughs> long summer. <laughs> or rather long distance learning experience. and from then on it was one thing after the other. And, it, and and I say this because he is he's your typical boy. And my older son is not your typical boy. He's so the old my oldest son is very quiet, very, you know, level headed, you know, and you know your typical, you know classic first child my first nigerian child first african child you know right. they're usually yes very yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, <Exactly>. yeah. <laughs> He, my younger son oh my goodness he's just he's a ball of energy
0: oh yeah
1: and having to contain that within the confines of our home was really really challenging you know during that whole learning period
0: Hello, Moms Changing the World. Welcome to another incredible episode. My name is Akua Walker. I am a child development nurse practitioner and your CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, bringing you another discussion full of rich advice and strategies as you are handling and navigating your life as a mother and professional in whatever season of life you might be in. So I like to open my episodes with a proverb that ties into what we'll be talking about. And so I actually found two African proverbs that apply. The first from Tanzania is make some money, but don't let money make you. I'll say that again, make some money, but don't let money make you. And then uh, Yoruba quote says in a similar vein, the wealth which enslaves the owner isn't wealth. The wealth which enslaves the owner isn't wealth. So I picked a a Yoruba one because our speaker today is from Nigeria. She'll have to tell us (laughs) if she's Yoruba or not. But uh, Emma is a good friend of mine who we overlapped with uh, at our church in Mountain View years ago. And it's been such a joy to stay in touch, even as I have first met her as a finance professional in the Bay Area. She got married and has beautiful children, and even though they moved away, we've been able to stay in touch. Uma Eme is a highly regarded finance professional, strategist, and speaker with a passion for demystifying the numbers and providing clarity in all things business. She adopts a practical approach with real-life examples which clients and audiences can apply both personally and professionally, and most importantly, she keeps it real. With over 15 years of experience in corporate finance, operations, and leadership, Uma's career encompasses several industries within healthcare, finance, and information services sector. Her past experience includes Fortune 15 companies such as McKesson Corporation, Bristol-Myers Squibb, and Charles Schwab Corporation. Uma earned her bachelor's in economics from the University of California, Davis master's in business administration and hold a certificate in financial markets from Yale University. So I am very excited to have Emma joining us today. And I have a lot of Nigerian friends, you know, being Ghanaian myself, I have a lot of Nigerian friends because there's a lot of Nigerians in the Bay Area, but I consider them an extended kind of part of my family since we have, you know, that African connection and Emma has always been someone who is very strikingly beautiful, tall, and you know always dressed to impress. <laughs> and so I could count oh, on her you. to, yes, to to be the focal point of any room that she was in. And um, oh, my I'm goodness. <laughs> I'm excited that she is <laughs> going to share with us today how she does it all. So welcome. So excited to talk today.
1: <laughs> thank you, itquas, so much for inviting me. I this is a huge honor to just be a part of your. Your show, I love that. I love what you're doing here. I love how you've created the space for moms for us to have our own voice. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm really honored and I have a lot of respect for you because you know you bring your A game. So (laughs) thank (laughs) you for having me as a guest here. Uh, So I'm looking forward to time.
0: (laughs) Same, this very much the same. And so I have to you know tease her a little bit because Ghanaians and Nigerians have a friendly rivalry. When it comes to jollof, so jollof, jollof rice, rice is the West yep. African rice that we make, and of course, you know Nigerians think that theirs is the best, but we all know oh, that Ghanaian rice the <laughs> is the best jollof. Yep. And so if you haven't, you know, had some jollof, do yourself a favor, you know, find a Ghanaian Mm -hmm. friend, make an African friend, a West African friend, and find a way Mm -hmm. to have them make jollof for you because it is delightful to enjoy. Yes,
1: yes. you haven't, you haven't reached West Africa until you've eaten jollof, rice. That's right, (laughs) that's
0: right. But we will get to the food in a little bit. So why don't you start by telling us, you know, a little bit about yourself and what your life is like now these days?
1: Wow. so I am, I I have actually, actually recently rebranded myself. So I'm actually an operations and strategy consultant, and that's because I've started my own consulting. And so it's been pretty busy the last few, in fact, since the beginning of this year. And so that's, that's, Kind of what's been on my plate the most, of course, I'm, I'm a mom of three, all elementary school age, and with that, that's its separate challenge on its yes. own. So, <laughs> living by grace that's all I can say. I'm literally <laughs> living by grace day to day, trying to run my own thing and run these kids as well. Sure, um, so. sure.
0: yeah, <laughs> yes. And so, then you know, when it comes to food, I love talking about you know the go to meals when you're trying to, you know, keep it all, you know, going. So what do you tend to, to gravitate towards the, you know, that kind of home foods or more Americanized or a combination?
1: Oh, oh no, we're, we're definitely a full Nigerian home. I don't <laughs> okay. think my husband can survive without Nigerian. He cannot survive without Nigerian food. <laughs> Before we move anywhere, we have to make sure there's a Nigerian grocery store or wow. African grocery store wow. within, you know, a 10 mile radius. And that <laughs> that's so true. We've eliminated some other cities just because there wasn't a, an African store within at least a 25 mile radius. Wow. Seriously.
0: That that and is so, serious.
1: Yeah, um, it, that is serious. So <laughs> we we eat a lot of we eat a lot of Nigerian food, a lot of African foods. I'm Igbo. So okay. a lot of our foods are from the eastern part of Nigeria. It's okay. the goosey soup. It's afang, the edikai kaikong, A lot of vegetables, and then of course there's the standard Nigerian food, which is the jello rice, the fried rice. Mm-hmm. And lately, well, during the lockdown, I honed in on some other skills, like how to make puff puff, how oh, to yes, make the donut. Yes. yes, the donut. Yes. So puff puff is like a, a small. Donut it's ball. like a, a Nigerian version of the Exactly. exactly yeah. yeah. not, not the healthiest, right. of course, like a donut, but definitely, definitely a, a good snack for the kids. Yeah. Right. So but lately I've decided to, I guess, like most people, New Year decided to change things up for the family and have us eat a little bit more clean and healthy. So we've been doing a lot mm. more salads and lots of mm. veggies and and healthier Proteins. Trying to, I'm trying to get rid of the, the snacks, but it's it's really hard when I mean, you have, yeah. you know, elementary school kids. But at least I'm just making healthier choices about the snacks and trying to teach them. You know, okay, okay it's non-GMO, organic. We're gonna take it. Right. You know, instead of having another chip, take a fruit. fruit so, right, yeah, right, yeah, and kind
0: of yeah, yeah. When it comes to the you know snacks, it's really the processed snacks that are. You know, I think the the most challenging because they are convenient, they're tasty, and yeah. yet they don't. They're you know a lot of the nutrition is stripped away. You know from you know mm-hmm. your standard processed snack. So there's the snack itself doesn't have to be unhealthy, like you said. Fruit, mm-hmm. yeah. vegetables cut up, and especially if you have time and the kids want to get into it, you can make mm-hmm. it look cute. Like you can have fun Halfway. with it, right? I loved uh, the ants analog yeah. ants on a log, right? The celery stick with you know, a nut oh, butter boy. in the middle and you can put little raisins on it to look like ants or you know oh, wow. you can get fancy. <laughs> you can, right? <laughs> if you if you want to, right, to make it more appealing, or you can just, you know, provide the the, the veggies cut up with some dip, you know, and over yes. holidays, I like you know, Easter or Christmas, then I'll do, yeah, I'll cut all the vegetables and make it look like, you know, an Easter bunny or make it look like a oh, Christmas nice. tree.
1: <laughs> right. But it's, that's oh, that's that's wow. a special, that's a special occasion thing. <laughs> Well, oh, <laughs> <to say. laughs> i just cut it up put it on a nice plate and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's the everyday that's my, thing I, in fact the most i would get is probably get some fancy you know you know what's it called small forks and stuff to just right poke, poke right, the with or it. something but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: you could definitely keep you it know? keep it simple i love it i love it and since we've talked about jollof i feel like You know, we should tell a little bit about, you know, like, I feel like the way that we make it, it's usually a a basic gravy, a tomato, onion, Mm -hmm. garlic, you know, ginger gravy that you kind of, you can blend it or you can chop it. And then when you cook that Mm -hmm. with oil, that becomes your base. And then you add your rice with a little bit Mm -hmm. less water because the the gravy has some moisture to it. And we boil kind of like steamers without as much frying per se and, and mm-hmm. how we cook it but you can do there's a whole range right every west african country kind of has their own spin so
1: yeah yeah
0: do you feel yeah. like you've you found the spices that make yours unique like a spice combination mm-hmm. that makes yours you know really pop
1: yes actually so one thing i've started adding to my jello fries are shallots
0: uh-huh. you know they're
1: similar to onions but they have a slightly, slightly. different flavor yeah, yeah. okay On so it, is know. that instead so of I, onion
0: I, or in addition to onion?
1: No, I add it in addition to onion. So oh. I use the red onions a lot, and then yes. I also add some a few shallots to it. And it kind of it adds a nice flavor. And okay. then I found another. as a, a what pepper is it? There's another type of pepper, like a to give it just a little bit of a kick. I'm 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 drawing a blank. Okay, I think it's a little white pepper. A white, white pepper. pepper. Okay, add a little kick. Yeah. And right. a kick to it. But yeah, everything else you said. Yeah, that's spot on. And, you know, my husband's very particular about having his jello fries in single grains and not mushy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yes. I bake it yeah,
0: the oven. Okay. Yeah. That's so, another I way that I yes. didn't know about mm-hmm. until a few years ago.
1: Yeah. I,
0: I haven't tried it yeah. yet. You yeah. might have to give me the, the timing on it because I am, I'm, I'm a little nervous <laughs> about trying it that way. But I hear
1: that it's really easy. Yeah, it's almost. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's foolproof in the in the oven. I That's seem great. to make more mistakes when I'm doing it in the pot because okay. you you know it's easy to burn. But in cool. the oven, you know, you just mix the sauce and the yeah. boiled rice. You you have to boil the rice separately, actually, okay. then yeah. mix it up, put it inside the oven, and then bake and just walk away. You Perfect. know,
0: Perfect. so I'll have to try that, I'll yeah, oh
1: yeah, Maybe yeah. It's yeah. Supposed to be later, girl. <laughs>
0: great, great. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for me, spices. Like, you know, we do a little bit of cloves, ground cloves, cumin, and I feel like rosemary was another thing that I recently just realized that makes the difference when it comes to the flavor profile for jollof and and gravy. So good, good. Yeah. So moving on then to, you know, kind of our passions and how you've, you know, been on a journey to discover yours, you know, tell us about kind of where you are in finding your passion and your voice
1: friend. It's been a journey. Yeah. So I stepped away from the traditional workforce a few years ago, just because our family was growing and my husband's career was evolving as well. And so we kept moving, you know, from coast to coast. And so, and one year we went through like eight, eight or nine nannies. Wow. That was when I was like,
0: yeah, it's time
1: to probably just stay stay home so so that's what happened and then and so a few years ago I decided to step away from the workforce because our family was just growing you know rapidly Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my husband was moving you know uh, through um, sorry his career was evolving so it was time for us to actually revisit our priorities and and like I was saying before, we went through about nine nannies in one year. You wow. know, and it was just a little too much. And so mm-hmm. yeah. And so I stepped away from the workforce to focus on the kids as we moved from coast to coast and back to the West Coast again. Wow. And yeah, you know, for during that season, it was challenging. I've never honestly imagined myself to be a full time mom. So it was quite a a change of pace for me, but I enjoyed it. I enjoy, I enjoy it and made the best of it. So, but this year was the year I was like, okay, well last year was supposed to be the year I was going to go back full time. But this year, of course, the pandemic and everything's, you know, messed things up. And this year was when I actually decided to just go with it head on. And now how did that happen? My sister and I, you know, we've been brainstorming actually over the few years about what I can do because my prayer had always been that, Lord, I want to be, I I don't want to go back to corporate to the kind of job I had because it was very demanding. I was flying every six weeks and it was, it was challenging at some points. And so my prayer was, Lord, you know, you've given me this opportunity to be a present parent, you know? And given my husband's own profession, one of us needed to be present. So, and I, I didn't want to give that up. And so I was brainstorming for a while what I could do. And I tried a number of things here and there. And, but then this year, out of the blue, my older sister was like, you know, you like to talk a lot. <laughs> How about getting paid for that? I just want to be a speaker. I was like, a speaker? I was like, huh never thought about it. And so, you know, within a month, so she gave me some ideas of how to approach it. And, and I just kind of hit the ground running and within a week or two, I got my first booking, you know, and I was, I was just like, wow. And that's kind of how, you know, you're, you're in your purpose. It just felt right because it didn't, I didn't have to work as hard as I had for all the other gigs that I was, you know, trying to do in the past. And this one, the Lord just kind of opened the doors. And so, and then now I'm trying to turn that speaking gig also into consulting. And, and I do have my first client as well, who's retaining me for, for the next uh, six months or so. So, you know, we thank God.
0: Yes, yes, it's almost like confirmation, you know, when something like that falls into place in a matter of days.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I've just been seeing the hand of God directing and guiding and confirming in every step of the way, and you know, it's it's been a really exciting journey. It's a lot of work trying to establish your own thing, but it it's I don't lose. I mean, I don't complain. I mean, I I have nothing to complain about. I'm actually enjoying doing, I get the natural, uh, what do you call it? Energy to do it as opposed to Mm -hmm. other things where I kind of have to push myself to do it. But this, I mean, it's constantly on my mind. I'm constantly working to put it together. And again, what I was going to say too, it was also important to me that because I have a daughter, it was important to me that she sees that there are more options for her you know, yeah. beyond just being a stay-at-home mom or, you know, I wanted her to see me in the role that I used to, to be in. I mm-hmm. just needed her to see me in a different role so that she can see that, you know, women, we were capable. We we do things. Right, right. We move. <laughs> movers and shakers. So, That's right. So that That's was right. very important to me.
0: Yeah, that we can keep the home going, and we can have yes. you know different passions and giftings that you know God puts on our heart, and um, love our children and our husbands, and you know do all yes. of that we do with a smile <laughs> and looking good. <laughs> wow. no, <thank> you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So you you've already kind of started about talking about children, you know how children make an impact, you know, in your life. Mm-hmm. But tell us about how you know you impact children inside and
1: outside of your home? Well, I'll say with with me, I'm um, after seeing after going through 990s,
0: yeah. it didn't take me very long
1: to out that okay, I need to be intentional about who I let into my kids' life. Yeah. You know, and it's from the their their sports coaches, their after school program teachers and all of that, I was really intentional about making sure that I surround them with people that will teach them the same values that that we are trying to teach them at home. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, so I I turned around and to do that, I started trying to get involved. So I say, mm-hmm. you know, in in either in their school. I'm that mom that would go volunteer in the preschool class and sharpen yeah. the pencils and then <laughs> hang out and you know with the teachers and you know and, and for they liked it. Um, yeah. My older son was like, Will you not come and you know, be friends with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's convinced, he's convinced that I have spies mm-hmm. all over the school. Which I <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Give me feedback. On a regular basis, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and then in turn, just making sure our home and is a place where their friends feel welcome, mm-hmm. uh, or and or if it's not our home, it's whenever we get together. That you know, I just try and use the opportunity to get to know their friends, and you know, and and just understand where they're coming from. Again, just being intentional about who. And what is being fed to my kids, and the relationships that they have. Now, it kind of sounds controlling, but it really isn't. It's just, again, it's just mm-hmm. trying to really be careful, you know. Plus, we live in Vegas, you know. You really do want to be mm-hmm. careful. Sure. You know? There's sure. a reason
0: why it's city. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And you you raise a very important point that you know everybody that's around our children, you know, has their you know their mm-hmm. own thing going or has their own goals, right? And, and you know, their yes. own agenda. And, you know, you want to mm-hmm. find the people whose agenda line up with yours, because exactly. like you said, exactly. you know, everybody, you know, has their their mission, their goal, right? That mm-hmm. they're, you know, trying to put forth. And if that person mm-hmm. is around your child, our children absorb everything. And so that's yeah. a really important point to to consider as even as we're choosing our own friends, right? And our, the, our yes, own exactly. you know circle, because that's the mm-hmm. circle that's going to be around our children as well, right? Exactly. And so, yes. It, yes, and being involved, you know, there's so many ways <laughs> to volunteer and help out, but it does, it, mm-hmm. it not only gives you a chance to, you know, be in the mix of what's happening, but you build those relationships and they know you as the mom who's there mm-hmm. available and, you know, really dedicated to what's going on you know, in that space, enough to give your time and your service to it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And, and some of those, and to your point, yes, it was about giving the time, but also making sure my kids are learning something. Like one of the biggest things that I did was cut out of my comfort zone was to have them volunteer at a church event that fed the homeless community. I had no problem going, but my kids were a bit young and Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how to, you know, how they would process it and, you know, and other things. So, but it turned out to be one of their favorite events, you know, yeah, we served, the our church served the homeless a full Thanksgiving three course meal and, you know, they would also come and provide, would come, no, so the church would go pick up the homeless community and yeah. on that day with our own buses, bring them to the to our uh, church and then provide clothes and places for them to change and then all sorts of services from hair, you know, hair and makeup to,
0: hmm.
1: you know, peer advice and medical advice so, and all of that. And so I really wanted my kids to see that, you know, there's another side of this world that you need to, to see and appreciate what you do have and yeah. and so that that in itself that that leaves a lasting impact on them to appreciate whatever God's given you. So
0: yeah. yeah, yeah That's great. <laughs> How old were they when they you did that? Do you remember their ages at the time?
1: Yeah. So they were eight, six, and what, four? Okay, four year old income. Any okay, eight, yeah, eight and
0: six. And, you know, <laughs> so, oftentimes we yeah. think, oh, our kids are too young to to uh-huh. be of service, or they're too young to help yeah. out. But that goes to show you that uh, it's never too early, you know, for them to be a yeah, part of it, what the community is doing to serve others. And so uh-huh. that leads, that's a perfect, you know, lead into, you know, how do you talk to your children about empathy, and the racial, you know, dynamics, mm-hmm. you know, especially that have been highlighted in 2020 and raising, you know, black boys and a, and a girl, beautiful brown girl, you know, how do you talk to them and, and help them with their, you know, identity and, and their capacity, you know, to show that kindness and empathy?
1: Well, people always find it funny when I say, or, well, find it funny, amusing, interesting, whatever word it you want to use, when I tell them, that I didn't know I was black till I came to America. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, what do you mean? You didn't know you were black when you came to America. I'm like, yeah, because I grew up in Nigeria and everybody Mm -hmm. in Nigeria looked like me. Mm -hmm. And so no one ever talked about anything relating to race per se. Mm -hmm. And so I just looked in the mirror and what I saw was, man, that was it, you know, Mm -hmm. until I came to America and, All of a sudden, I had a label, a title, if you if you say, and so that's the part of my upbringing that I'm really grateful for. Where growing up, I didn't see color, you know, Mm -hmm. and like I said, I'm glad that I didn't know that I was black. I just knew that I was (laughs) El Azu. That was about it. So, Mm -hmm. and so because of that, I have, or my husband and I have been intentional again about addressing how we address the race relations here, we would ideally like our kids to grow up the way we did, where they don't see color, you know, they just see people for who they are. And, and so, but of course, with the whole uproar from 2020, that was hard. It was really hard to shield them from that, especially my older son because the images were just all over the place and so that was when we really had to have the conversation with them and of course my two younger ones they, they couldn't they didn't really process it you know and so i just kept it very high level but for my older son who's more of a he's an he's a he's very analytical and so he needed that that one-on-one time to explain what it was, what was going on. And so we just kind of told him like it is, and you know, this is what's happening. And it's not everybody of that race, you know, it's it's just a select few. So you want to judge people for who they are, or rather, make your own inferences, but not necessarily, you know, not necessarily condemn an entire group just because of a few selection of I mean a few bad choices that others have made. So it's been hard. I was very worried about his their future because I have two boys and, and even my daughter. I mean, I was just really worried about their future and, you know, and a lot of emotions during that time. But um thank God that I'm grounded in his word. And that that was that was my rock and where I had to run to. So yeah. it's been quite the journey. What we've also done is, you know, again, about their relationships, they don't have just one type of group of friends. They have a variety of friends. And also wherever we've been intentional about where we live, I never wanted to live in just one particular, an area of just one, you know, group of people. Trying to make sure that wherever we move to, there's diversity. And so that makes it easier to have those types of conversations, you know, where they see other people that look like them and other people from different cultures and, and then, you know, having them learn other languages too, you know, and so that's kind of helped. So I'm hoping that they don't see too much of the color bias at, at least at this young age and just grow up and decide to make their own inferences.
0: Right. Right. you know, I, yeah, it's a, it's so interesting because I am similar. I was much younger when I came as a you know a uh, younger child, but I, I didn't you know really yeah can make the a connection that I was different until mm-hmm. I came here and I was different right than than those mm-hmm. who were around me right and so it's yeah. yeah it's interesting that you know even you know you have a similar experience yeah. having more of your life and more of your you know upbringing in this space and I love that you know we I think as Africans really celebrate our culture and our heritage. Yes. And, you know, yes. I think from our foods, as we've already talked about to our clothes, I mean, the colors and the yes. patterns, you know, and our celebrations and mm-hmm. all of it is a way of conveying, you know, the, the culture, right. And the beauty and the majesty, you know, really of our community and our heritage. And so, you know, by yes. sounds like by eating, by cooking the foods, <laughs> you know, pretty much every day, You know, you're you're teaching Mm -hmm. them that, right? And yeah, and then and then, do you have a community around you as well that you're uh, We do.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we try and plug into the Nigerian community, well, Mm -hmm. via events Mm -hmm. and you know, taking them home as well. So we go home to see family, and that so that way, it's not just Nigeria is not a phantom; (laughs) it's a real place for (laughs) them. a fantasy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. They go there and they, they see their their grandparents and they see, you know, other friends of ours that we grew up with and everything. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's very important that they understand where they're from, you know, mm-hmm. even though they were born here, but that there is another home outside of America. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know. the, you know, children are very astute. They pick up on everything and they see the color, yeah. they see the differences. But the, yeah, the mm-hmm. meaning is what, that, it's what we can have an impact, right? That, you know, sadly, subconsciously, so much of the meaning of being darker or being different or being non-white is that there's a negative to it, but there's actually yeah. not. I mean, we all have mm-hmm. you know, a heritage that takes us back to, to Africa. You go back far enough. You know, we all have a connection yeah. there. And exactly. that beauty, you know, the beauty of that and the richness of that and the diversity of, of who we are around the world is connected to that. And so it's to be celebrated and not something to be ashamed of or something to hide or something to reject, but really mm-hmm. something to to grow and, and celebrate.
1: Yeah, precisely. Couldn't agree more. Uh,
0: yeah. Great. Well, you know, I see you as a mom changing the world, using your voice as a, a speaker and a finance leader. Can you give us, you know, a couple of tips in that, in the finance and money area?
1: Oh, my goodness. So (laughs) one of the things that I recently spoke about was how to recession proof your finances and, and stuff like that. So because with 2020, the pandemic and everything, I think a lot of people really had to revisit their, where they were financially. I mean, I think just about everyone in every sector was impacted to a certain degree. And so during that season, some of the things that I started to do was really go look at our budget, you know, and, and see where we are. And, you know, you want to have an emergency fund just in case, because at the time we didn't know what this was, where it was going, how long it was going to last. Some of us thought, okay, two, three months, and then a whole year went by. So that's where having things like an emergency fund come in. And as simple as just putting away a little money, every paycheck, you know, and for urgent situations, you know, which could have been a, a high medical bill on, or loss of a loved one or something. So, yeah. So those are some things that I always encourage people to do. Other things that I'm really big and passionate about is, you know, side hustles. That has, I have, survived on side hustles ever since I came to America, you know, and I just love the concept of a side hustle. And I think part of it is because one, I get bored easily with stuff, but so just being able to do something else and to keep my interest, you know, has, has always been a big, a big thing for me. So yeah, I encourage people to have a side hustle, you know, and it could be anything. It's mm-hmm. been catering, you know, consulting. In fact, I've done all everything from catering to consulting, <laughs> you know, it could be selling on third party websites all the, you know, cleaning out your closet and selling on like a Macari and a Poshmark or Poshmark or stuff. Or it could be website building, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. So, mm-hmm. well, that's one thing, especially as women, I tell people, you know, I'm not saying you should, you know, be... I mean, I encourage women to be independent, but I think I'm changing my rhetoric rhetoric, to be interdependent, especially, Mm -hmm. I mean, those who are married, where you're supporting your husband financially, too. And you could do it in a variety of ways, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, That the possibilities are endless. And then, of course, paying down their debt. You know, there's one thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very big one. I do not like debt. I'm happy to say I'm debt-free. That's I remember right. when I came to America, <laughs> yes, I do not like that. And only because I just never fully understood it. The way I, th- I was thrown into it when I came to America, I remember being on campus and they're like, oh, you could get a credit card and you get $500. Mm-hmm. If you sign up today and no one really explained to me that it wasn't free, I thought it was free money. Right. And so I went to spend everything <laughs> until the first bill came. And I was like, what? I owe this? I was like, what is that supposed to be? They told me it was free money. <laughs> so yeah, no one really explained that. Because, you know, in Nigeria, it's a cash society. Right. So at least back then, it was mm-hmm. a cash society. And it still pretty much is today. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea of credit cards was just so foreign to me when I came. So one of my big tips to people is, hey, pay down those high interest loans. Mm -hmm. You know, it's your credit card loans. It's your, is those luxury cars that you probably don't really need. But yeah, you (laughs) want to pay those down and get out of debt as quickly Mm -hmm. as possible, Mm -hmm. you know. And and in doing so, that helps with your credit history, your credit score, which is just about everything. I mean, it's everything Mm -hmm. here in America. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the few tips right off the top of my head that I, I hold near and dear. When I talk to people about their personal finances.
0: Yeah. That's great. That's great. I mean, I you know, we always hear about that rainy day and it, it used to be proverb you yes. know proverbial, right? Until 2020 well, when it, it was more than a day, more than a week, more than a month, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, it, it yep. stretches stretches yeah, out. Like, who's ever gonna end? Right. Mm-hmm. And for many people, it's you know, even as we're, you know, a, you know, a year later, many people still have ramifications, mm-hmm. financial ramifications. Yes from job loss or changes yeah, to like you said family loss that is you know very significant and it's going to take years to recover i think the yeah. that there's agreement that the financial markets and the financial systems aren't just going to bounce back overnight just because mm-hmm. we have a vaccine right but it's going to take some time you know to recover so that that's always good wisdom and okay. i too you know had i think the credit card market just put its claws on, especially, you know, graduating young adults, right? When you're finally making, signing your own paperwork, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're, they know what they're doing. They know where to strike. And, you know, with promises, you, you had $500 promised, you know, I've seen a t-shirt or pizza, pizza, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that instant gratification, right? Can you're right. <laughs> lure you into a situation where you know you turn around, yeah. you know, weeks and months later, you're like, well, How did I spend so much? And where is even the yep. stuff I spent it on? Right. So yeah, exactly that, right. Can, that can take, yes, that can take. So if we can help our young people, you know, have a sense of their money before they get caught up in all of that, I think that's also huge. So how are you teaching your children about money and money wisdom?
1: Well, you know. Um, well, there are some formal programs that I have looked at, you know, um, then Dave Ramsey has one for kids, but mm. I'm waiting in, in another year or so that would probably be a more appropriate time to have all three of them, you know, do the course, the Dave Ramsey. He has one just specific for kids. But in the meantime, what I've started doing was using money, Well, good thing is that they've all learned money about money and how to count and all of that. So, But what we're trying to do now is to use it as an incentive, you know, Mm -hmm. so the chores don't get done. So, for instance, in our house, everybody has a job. Everybody Mm -hmm. has their chores that they need to get done Mm -hmm. and that they're responsible for on Mm -hmm. certain days. And so when their chores are not done, somebody else can pick it up for you. Your other sibling can pick Mm -hmm. it up for you, but you have to pay them. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, and that has been one of the most effective ways of of teaching them the value of money.
0: Yeah. The
1: fact that they're going to have to get money because their grandparents give them money often. And so I'm like, hey, we have money. Okay. We're going to put it to good use. So, whenever one of them doesn't get their chores done and the other one covers for them, it's like, you know, you got to pay me money. And just that whole exchange of money that they've earned you know mm. ha- has been adding hel- helping them understand the value at least at this early age right that, you know you got to right. work you know right. and and use it use it wisely spend it wisely
0: sure um sure.
1: something else that i i'm starting with them too is they always want to eat junk whenever we go out. They're like, mom, can you stop at Burger King? Can we stop at McDonald's? <laughs> and so I decided, you know what, from now on, whenever we're going out, you're going to bring your own money uh-huh. and I'm going to have them pay for, for what they want. Yeah. And at the end of the year or sorry, at the end of the month, you know, assess who has the most money and see whether, you know, how, how, how they spent it and whether that was a, a wise decision. I think so. Mm. So I'm yet to do that, but that should be interesting. But to watch them spend a whole $10 on a burger (laughs) and realize that we have $10 left,
0: you know? (laughs) It's at the end of the month. Yeah. That's a fun idea. Yeah. And I think there is, yeah, there's some debate, you know, do do we do allowance? Should we do allowance or should we not do allowance? You know, what, what is your kind of, you know, take on it? It sounds like you, you do have an allowance system in your home.
1: We do. Well, I, we, we do, but they, it's not official because Mm -hmm. they, the two younger ones don't really understand money, Mm -hmm. but my older son is is coming into it. And he's, there's certain things that in fact, last week he approached us and he's like, you know, I would like to earn some money to buy. I can't remember what it was. I think it was some basketball shoes. or something and I'm like okay well I will entertain the thought but I want you to put together a proper proposal and Ah. so so that's the other thing you know I'm like this is a teachable moment Moment. to show you how to write a proper proposal okay you know and I like it exactly I'm like I'm not gonna make it easy on you I said (laughs) write a proposal of how much you want what you're going to do Mm to earn it and what happens if you default? What are the repercussions if you default? Mm. And I said, really think it through. And I want you to present it to your dad and I, mm-hmm. like formally. Mm. It's not going to be one of those on the fly. Mom, can I can I get some, can I do some, <laughs> uh, you know, sweep the kitchen and get paid five out? No, I want a formal proposal. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Needless to say, we're still waiting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Interesting how that happens. Oh, Interesting oh, yeah. how that yeah. happens. That, that
1: tells you how serious they are about you know? something. And when, I'm yeah. sure there will be a point when when mm-hmm. he'll be really serious and he'll probably put together the proposal. But for now, you know the fact that he hasn't brought it up again, I'm like, he's not ready. Yeah. He's not he's ready, not ready yeah. to be honest. Allowance,
0: yeah, sure, without sure.
1: me having to tell him. You know what I mm-hmm. mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's it's great. I think it's because we often have the means to do so much for our children that it's, and we want them yeah. to like have more than we had and all of that, you know, mindset yeah. can really creep in, but yeah. we can do our kids a disservice by doing too much mm-hmm. for them, right? Or giving them exactly. too much. And then we wonder mm-hmm. why when they're teenagers, you know, they expect to have and get everything that they ask for. And then they get upset if they don't exactly. get it.
1: Exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Precisely.
0: Yes. yeah. Yep. Yep. so while they're like, young, you're gonna
1: have to- Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Show them the value of it, get them involved in helping and the chores. Like that's a big, you know, a big thing to make sure that our kids, you know, are learning. Yeah, I'm an important part of making this family work, right? I'm an important part of, you know, I if my job doesn't get done, somebody else has to pick up the slack, right? And it's gonna cost me something. Exactly. So I love that as a way of teaching. And, you know, you're teaching them the skills of how to help take care of the home, right? It's not just one person's responsibility. It's all of our responsibility.
1: It's all of us. Exactly. We have the opportunity. Exactly. I mean, one of the broadcast I I listen to Focus on the Family a lot, just to get some advice to get through the stage. (laughs) And um, I like the way, I I can't remember what the episode uh, was titled, but basically they were talking about how to get your kids to be more responsible in the home. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of words that you use. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, explaining to them that this is their um, opportunity to Mm. contribute to the household. I remember those words. words, And I just liked that, that, you know, the opportunity to contribute to the household, Mm. you know, and and to your point, having them understand that it's all of our responsibility and not just mom or dad's, you know, it's all of our responsibility. So, you going to, you know, empty the dishwasher is your opportunity to contribute to the household chores. And right. so I, I just like that. that yes. That, yeah. for, that yes. Said. Yeah.
0: And language is powerful. So, you know, we try yes. from an early age, you should try to say you get to do the dishes you know when you're old enough right or you get to help out right (laughs) with with cleaning your room because it's a privilege and an opportunity right to be able to to care and take care of your space and others in that way so yes language is super powerful so you know I wish I had you know started that one earlier
1: (laughs) don't worry (laughs) at least we're learning now exactly exactly
0: Good. So, you know, you are juggling so much, as you mentioned with, you know, side hustles and, you know, the home and then elementary aged you know, kids and we, they were home for, you know, so many months doing school. And so how do you find joy and create balance in all that you are juggling?
1: Oh, my goodness. I try to find humor. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs> I no one could have ever prepared me or I should say us my husband and I for <laughs> this distance learning and the side effects of the distance learning <laughs> yeah. within the first week my kindergartner at the time I knew was going to be a long haul long yeah. Yeah. long 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 time <laughs> or a rather long period when within the first week, He turned the shower curtain rod Uh into monkey bars. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) You can only imagine. Oh, my goodness. And the next thing you know, we're all downstairs. The next thing we know, we hear a complete crash. Uh, uh, And he just, I don't know what went through his mind. And he goes swinging on the, he used the rod, the shower rod, and goes swinging on it. And the whole whole thing thing just collapsed. Tumbling down. (laughs) Tumbling down, and I was like, "It's gonna be a long, <laughs> long summer, <laughs> or rather, long-distance learning experience." And from then on, it was one thing after the other. Yeah. And it, and and I say this because he is—he's your typical boy, and my okay. older son is not your typical boy. He's mm-hmm. so the old. My older son is very quiet, very you know level-headed, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and You know, your typical, you know, classic (laughs) first child, first Nigerian child, first African child. You know, they're
0: usually
1: very. Yeah, me. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. He, my younger son, oh my goodness, he's just, he's a ball of energy. Oh, yeah. And having to contain that within the confines of our home was really, really challenging you know, during that whole distance learning period. And so Mm -hmm. I just had to start finding ways to find the humor and everything. And so Mm -hmm. for a while, as he started to destroy, well, not intentionally destroy, but basically exert his energy.
0: (laughs) Against the house. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) I started videoing and taking pictures. And, you know, it was comical. After a while, it was comical. (laughs) We had, I think within the first two weeks, we had the broken shower, broken uh, laundry door. There's a picture of him literally holding the laundry door. This five-year-old, barely five-year-old, holding the laundry door. All his muscles are flexing. And I just grabbed the camera and I was like, I sent it to his teacher. I was like, here's another one. (laughs) I'm like, like, how long is this going to be? This distance (laughs) learning because it's costing me a lot (laughs) of money. (laughs) Trying to find the humor in everything, you know, you know, in every situation, just trying to find the humor in it and making sure that I, I take some personal time. I'm really grateful for the supportive husband that I have. And, you know, during those times of just complete frustration, I mean, he could tell, he's like, you know what, I'll take the kids. Yeah. You just go <laughs> do, do whatever you want. Go hang out with your girlfriends, or you know, go yeah. to the, the spa, whatever. So that right. has also been very helpful. Sometimes I don't think I always recognize that I need a break. Sure. but he's good at recognizing. Like, okay, babe, you need a break. Yeah. So go take a break. Yeah, and so that's that, that's really helped too. Yeah,
0: know? yeah, that's that's great. What what I mean, you? yeah, I mean, I have three nephews you know, around kind of similar ages uh, as my girls. Uh And so I know about that ball of energy. And so, you know, especially my heart goes to, you know, families that have the younger kids, right. And the kindergartners, Uh preschoolers, right. Who were, who all they want to do is run around and play, you know, be outside and play at the park Uh and, and all of those things, you know, were greatly restricted if, if not, you know, not even available for them for so long. So. Uh Yeah, I i am glad that you're reminding us to laugh because we sometimes, yeah, there are moments when all you could do was laugh.
1: Exactly. Yep. I've so, had several of those where, you know, it's like, I want to cry, but I have to find the humor in this. Right, so, right. Yeah. And you're
0: funny. You documented it. You have video proof and you sent oh, it to the
1: teacher. That's hilarious too. I did. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm saving the rest of it for his wedding day. That's right. <laughs> have a slide or whatever is popular at that point in his life. I'm going You're to right. make sure it is up for everybody to, to see, see how far he has come, come. He and goes. make sure his future wife clearly understands what he's <laughs> getting, She's her getting into. In. <laughs> yeah. Not before the oh. wedding, change her mind on the wedding day. That's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my God. That is hilarious. And yeah, I mean, as we're winding down and laughing. You know, self-care is huge, you know, it it is, you know, something that sometimes we think is selfish to do as moms, you know, juggling the different things we're juggling. But as you said, you know, it's essential. Yeah. And so, yeah, what are your favorite ways to pamper yourself and and prioritize self-care?
1: Well, prior to the pandemic, I would every couple of months or so go check into a hotel and just me alone and use that time to just decompress, you know, and sometimes just sit there and seek the Lord on something. Or another times it's just, you know, enjoy just being in a hotel and not having to do anything. (laughs) You know, so that's that's one of my favorite favorite things to do. I'm big on travel like when it's appropriate, but we love to go see family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, since we're, we're alone here in Nevada, most of my family is out of state. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: we try and make a few trips and get the cousins together and stuff like that. Right. And then I'm always big on a beach vacation. I grew up uh-huh. surrounded by a body of water. Yeah. Yeah. And so that whole beach has always been, you know, nostalgic for me. So that's yeah. that's my other favorite thing.
0: Just I can definitely
1: be around, relate.
0: Body, yeah, yes, you know, yeah, I can definitely yeah. relate. And yeah, I've started, you know, doing a quarterly time when, like you said, you know, get that mom kind of mommy time away and yes. take that break. And getting close to the ocean is is a priority. Mm-hmm. You know, for that same reason, yes. there's something mm-hmm. about the ocean waves and uh, the sound yes. and the freshness of the air by the beach the and the sunrise the and the yes. sunset that is yeah. really special. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm right there with you, and then you know sometimes it can be on my own, or I'm planning you know to do one with with friends, you know as well, you know as things you know are are safer. So yeah. there's options, and we need to make that time because I came back and you know the air, the sky was bluer and the birds were chirpier and it was yes. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to
1: reset your mindset, exactly. you know, and perspective. Yeah, so yeah, those those moments are so necessary and I encourage women to do it and I encourage but more so I encourage the spouses the husbands and you know the partners in their life to recognize when they're that woman needs to to take that time for herself you know right
0: right Right. and and same in the other direction as well. You know, I'm I'm open and ready. You know, if, if dad needs a break or dad needs some time away, exactly you know, same. we right. can definitely can also reciprocate that that time as well. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Good well, yeah. as we, you know, kind of get to the the last questions, you know, renewal is the theme of the year for mom's changing the world. And as we are in the season. You know, as the pandemic mm-hmm. is t- turning the corner, you know what does renewal mean to you and that idea, uh, especially now that we're in you know a new a new season of life po you know po- hopefully post pandemic?
1: Well, I will say this renewal for me is summarized in a song that Danny Gokey just released mm-hmm. new day mm-hmm. i listen, I love that song. it has been my what anthem Anthem. for the year. Yeah. And so, Hey, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it, but the words of it, you know, just speak to me, you know, he talks about it being a new day and the past is gone Mm -hmm. and, you know, new things to look forward to. And, and so that's, that's kind of what it's 2021 is for me. 2020 was hard. I think Mm -hmm. for, for everyone on so many levels, being a frontline family, we literally lived on the edge through the pandemic, through those core. I mean, we just didn't know how much we were exposed or not and stuff like that. So it was very emotionally draining. But I think 2021 is we're off to a good start. And so that song by Danny Goki just kind of summarizes it all for me. I don't have the lyrics here, but you know, if you go mm. listen to it, it just perks me up. It just reminds yeah. me that, yeah, God is doing something new. And this is a new day and this is my year. And um, right. in, and interestingly, my daughter, it resonates too. So whenever we're going somewhere, she's like, Mom, can you play the Danny Goki New Day song? So <laughs> yeah, it's a favorite with the kids too.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'll have to pull that one out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. music is, yeah, such a, you know, it's, it's very, con- you know, connecting to yeah, to yeah different themes absolutely. and emotions. So I, I love that you, you know, have a song that, that ties it together and I'll definitely yeah, share exactly. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you. Any final closing words as we wrap up today?
1: Well, for one, I'm again, really thankful for this opportunity for you to invite me and, and, you know, just talk about being a mom and, yeah. and what, what this year is, means for us and what it's going to bring for us. And so yeah. I'm really excited because I'm in that space where I'm seeing a lot of women who are taking the risks and doing new things that they probably didn't think they would do. And I I, yeah. I don't think it's by chance that God is just bringing those women into my life and path this right season. Now. So yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. It's encouraging when I see women like you moms like you that are branching out and doing your own thing and owning it and and you know being a part of the rhetoric of this country right now so it's it's exciting so i'm looking forward to make more connections and and i'm really grateful i'm really grateful for how things are going so far so we'll see yeah hopefully (laughs) in the the year strong too (laughs) oh
0: definitely (laughs) definitely we are on our way and we support each other when moms, yeah, link arms and build each other up in in sharing and using our finding our voice and then using it for whatever, you know, our purpose is here on this earth. And that's the only way we can make our, our world and our children's world better for the future. So thank you so
1: much. Thank you.
0: All right. So tell us how people can find you.
1: Oh, well, you can email me. Um, First of all, at MaSpeaks, sorry, myspeaks at gmail.com. Again, my Ma, M-A. Yeah, and as a Nancy, M as in Mark, A an Apple, speaks at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website, which is still under, you know, construction, but it's up. <laughs> it's my uh, mama.com. So
0: yeah, you can find
1: me at myma.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you and your listeners. So <laughs> yeah, this has been
0: awesome. <laughs> that's great. Yes. Thank you. And I'm also remembering that I wanted you to give us one fashion tip as well. Do you have a fashion oh. or style tip? Because that's in your brand as well.
1: <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact. So one of my latest tips is finding statement earrings. Mm. So the well, I'll say it. I'm I'm constantly on a weight loss journey. You know, some <laughs> days I'm like, oh, I really need to do I mean, don't. But I notice that when you have statement earrings, it kind of takes away from, at least for me, it takes away from those flaws that I see. You know, mm-hmm. either with my face or just you know, you know, that extra chin or whatever. But that statement earrings just seems to bring out the positiveness, uh, the positive side or the or look. And if you, if you don't have the, if your outfit is still so plain or something, statement earrings just seems to tie everything to, together. It so it could pop. be a big, yeah, it makes it pop. And then, and another thing that I like as we're going into spring is having a hint of yellow. That's my new mm. thing. So I like to have a hint of yellow. It could be a yellow purse it could be a yellow instead of yellow leather earrings just that hint of yellow just makes everybody smile I noticed that yeah. and it's like bringing um, so wearing yeah, a little that, bit of sunshine yes exactly it's <laughs> like wearing a little bit of sunshine well said exactly <laughs> yes so that's yes. my new thing and that's my tip for the day awesome <laughs> Statement, earrings and, and a touch of yellow
0: nice nice well you know we're recording this you know a little bit before easter and i happen to have yellow as kind of the signature color for my easter outfit as we are getting out and going to be able to yeah be in person you know at the same church where we met for the first Mm -hmm. time and so i'm definitely ready to make that statement now i just got to work on the earrings
1: (laughs) okay yep 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 some statement earrings don't don't be afraid to go bold you know (laughs) And, For you know, sure. sometimes people do too much with the face, like with in terms of makeup and everything, when all you need is just, you know, a statement necklace or a statement earring. And that just is enough, you know, okay. so. Yeah.
0: Finding yeah. that balance. Awesome. Don't, don't overdo it, but just have a little bit of pop. A
1: little bit of pop. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ekpa. This has been fun fun this has been you know so exciting you made my day so thank you so much
0: thanks for listening to moms changing the world with host akua walker the information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy all views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There you'll find ways to connect with and support the Moms We Interview. Join us next time for
1: more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.
0: Thanks for listening.